This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL and I suck at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. Pick a song. Favorite female artist or band. We'll play it for you. Send that request. And Nolan McGraw. Applause for tax sign. It's 4758 call us as well. Speaking of phone calls, Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato. Let's get out to the phones. Talk about the Ravens. 10-3 right now. The number one seed in the AFC because Miami got stunned on Monday night at home by Tennessee from BaltimoreSports.com. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back to the show. First time in a long time, Todd Karpovich. Todd, good morning. What is happening? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good to be back. All right, Todd. Good to hear from you, Todd. Uh, We'll start with Malik Cunningham. Move was made yesterday. Ravens signed him off of the New England practice squad. Explain to our listeners and to the active roster what this uh, move means, if anything, for 2023. Well, I don't think it means a whole much for this year, but Tyler Huntley's an unrestricted free agent next year, and they might, you know, he might be looking for a starting job elsewhere. Others might have, you know, I don't know how much confidence they have in him. But this guy, if they get your room, this guy be Lamar's main backup. So we'll see how he does in practice and what John Harbaugh thinks of him. But it was an interesting move at this point in the season. Now, John Harbaugh is going to meet with the media uh, later today to explain some things, and we'll start here with Kyle Hamilton. I know they mentioned it at the Ravens a couple of days ago. This could be week to week. It's not anything season-ending, but still concerning. So Kyle Hamilton's absence for a brief period of time means what for the Ravens' secondary that just got diced up by Matthew Stafford a couple of days ago? Yeah, I mean, Hamilton, Harbaugh wouldn't confirm injury. They were saying sprain MCL or ACL. Um, but Harbaugh wouldn't confirm. He said he's day-to-day, had a chance to play this week. The Ravens do have some depth at safety. You know, they got – Gina Stone's had a great year. Brandon Stevens can play cornerback or safety. You know, Ralph Darby can also play safety. Um, Darryl, they got Darryl Williams on the roster. Yeah. So, yeah, the loss of Hamilton was big. Um, it was such a big Stafford. You know, Stafford had two really good receivers, though, and these guys were getting open, and he was throwing the ball out field. I don't think they'll have the same problem with the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence hobbled a little bit that ankle. But yeah, um, you, you want to get you want to you want to get Hamilton back at least, you know, for the last couple of games, maybe that Niners game and into the playoffs because they're, he, he's he's a guy who can do a lot of stuff on defense. He can play up, he can play up top. You know, he can play deep, play nickel. He's, he's a versatile guy, and he's, he's a big part of the defense. And that'll be a huge loss if you don't get him back. Well, the biggest thing that I saw, Todd, in that game was that uh, 
Millette. Millette sucked. You know, I mean, so there was a tremendous drop-off. I mean, he missed tackles, coverages. So that that was that was what they got to fix. And I don't I don't know, maybe they put Marlin on the inside then and you don't know, put Darby on the outside. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, Marlon Marlin was you know, he, he obviously showed some rust after missing two weeks. You know, he obviously missed the first four games in the season. I think it was to go along, but yeah, like I like Marlon on the inside, you know, until he gets his feet under him. Yeah. The Ravens, you know, they, they have some depth in the secondary, but yeah, they got they gotta play much better than he did last week, you know, especially with this the schedule of games they have coming up. Now, what did you think of the rotating tackles? Um, it was it was necessary, you know. Uh, Stanley, you know, he had that hip, he had a hip issue, had to come out, you know. And Morgan Moses banged up. I, th- I thought they did okay. Harbaugh, Harbaugh seemed to like the way they played. Um, you know, I think uh, Lamar was sacked twice. Um, uh, you know, and McCurry's a guy who's versatile, and Falele's another guy who's starting to get better. So I think it was okay. You know, it's not ideal um, to have those, you know, to have that type of rotation because you want the guys to get, get comfortable. But they were forced to do that last week, and they might be forced to do that again. Um, you know, the um, the, 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 um, the Jaguars, you know, they, they got some guys. They got Josh Allen, you know, his 13-and-a-half sacks. You know, they're going to bring the pressure. So, you know, they got to they gotta watch out for him because, you know, they have a really good run defense too. So Lamar might be in that pocket a little more than usual. Yeah, and I, and I don't have a problem, you know, with that. Now, what did you – that was the worst defensive performance I've seen them play all year. How about you? Sorry, I couldn't. You broke up a little bit. I said the defense's performance the other day was the worst performance of the season. I thought. Yeah, it wasn't a great performance. Um, you know, especially the run defense. I was really surprised how much the Jaguars were getting. You know, on yards per carry. Um, yeah, you know, maybe blaming them a bye. They weren't ready. They weren't you know competing. But hopefully, they come up better this week because you know the Ravens. You know, this is a tight. A tight race for this top seed in the AFC playoffs. You know they were lucky that you know Miami, Miami dropped the game. You know this week the Steelers. You know they also dropped one. So, and the Chiefs also, which is all surprising. You know, so the Ravens might have to win out um, to to get that one seed because I think the Chiefs have the easier, easier schedule down the stretch. But yeah, the defense has played much better against this week against the Jaguars. Yeah, and, and you know what I I wanted was wondering, Todd. Maybe they didn't practice in pads at all last week because defensively they couldn't get off of blocks. The tackling was was really poor. What what uh, they said Williams, the running back for the Rams, he broke fourteen tackles or something like that, which was the most in the league. The tackling was bad. So um, may, I I don't know. Maybe they didn't put the pads on at all last week. I think it's right. They showed some rust. Surprisingly, the Ravens didn't get much production out of the linebackers, nope. which has been a key for them all year. Well, you yeah. know why? You know why? Because the the defensive line weren't taken two, and the the linebackers were dealing with the center and the guard in their face right away. Yeah, they were getting pushed off the ball. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I think you, I think you're into something as far as them working out in pads. I think maybe Dallas going to make the right adjustments this week because they have to play better. I think they'll play more intense too uh, because they haven't played well down in Jacksonville. They haven't won a game down there since 2016. So it's just been a tough place for them to play. So they're going to have to, they're really going to play really good football this week to win this game. Yeah, and I I, I agree with you. Did you like? Um... The Ravens um, chunk plays because they took a lot of shots deep, which I didn't have a problem with. And, and because at, at the half they had 222 yards and they had the ball for 10 minutes. Yeah, you know, Lamar, if he had some two, two or three more of those, the game the Ravens could have run away with it. Yeah, two balls. 
two long touchdown passes, which was encouraging. I mean, mm-hmm. and he, he said after the game that he was sort of amped up. That's why he missed those throws. But yeah, I mean, Tom Munkin, that's, that's been an open offense, you know, under, under Munkin that, you know, they're, they're trying to take those deep passes. And the Jaguars, you know, their pass defense is 31st in the league. So we're going to see that again this week. The Ravens try to attack that secondary and go deep. Um, and they hit on they can hit on a few of those plays, and I think I'm running away with this game. Todd Karpovich, BaltimoreSports.com, joining us here, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan on the WGK Law. Guest hotline, Todd, last thing for you. To the Ravens running the football, maybe there will be more of an imbalance, as you said, because of Jacksonville's uh, struggles defensively in the secondary. But as the Ravens move forward looking to run the ball, will we see an increased role for Keaton Mitchell maybe becoming the guy ahead of Gus Bus here down the stretch? I would see that. I mean, I asked football about that on Monday, about why there was such a discrepancy of, you know, they threw the ball 40 times and ran the ball, you know, like 20. Um, so it was double. And he said that's because they were in their two-minute offense a lot. But, yeah, they're going to need to run the ball down the stretch. That's the Ravens' bread and butter, you know, if, if they want to attack teams. The defense is good enough where, you know, they can hold teams. So, yeah, I think we're going to see more Mitchell over the final four games. Uh, run the ball more of these finals, I would think. But this, this game, might again, might be an aberration because Jacksonville's run defense is so good and they're paying for the week. Todd, tell everybody what's happening at BaltimoreSports.com on this Wednesday. Well, BaltimoreSports.com, you know, BaltimoreBaseball.com has been around for, you know, for, for, ten, you know, for a decade. And we just branched out to do the Ravens. So anything you need Baltimore sports-wise, you know, come to our website, BaltimoreSports.com. You know, we have a really good crew over there. And uh, we're looking to, you know, we're looking to, to do some good, good work here. Todd, appreciate the time as always. Have fun with John Harbaugh and Lamar and the rest today out there at one winning drive. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Todd. You got it. Todd Karpovich, everybody. East Baltimore guy like myself. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. When we come back, it's the whip around. What on, on in the world of sports last night? Well, a lot of stuff. Historically, some cool stuff happened as well, especially with the Ravens. We'll get into all of that and more. And then breaking down the Ravens offense. You figure you win 37-31. A lot of cool things happen offensively. Vinny's going to break it down from a film study perspective around 1130. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Vinny and Hades with Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Time for the whip around video at 81057 The Fan on this woman. Crush Wednesday. Get your song request in. Favorite female artist or band. Ola McGraw is going to play it for you. Send it to the Plaza for text line at 410-583-1057. College Hoops last night. Men. A game heard on the fan. Maryland blows out Allcourt State. And the Terps were breaking out the three ball big time. And that ties this baby at 11 apiece. Kaiser in the left wing with a triple. Yes! That is pretty. And it was a smooth-looking jumper. Nolan, I don't know if you uh, watched any of the game. He's got a pretty uh, pretty uh, picturesque form. Jamie Kaiser, one of the highly regarded freshmen. Three for seven from beyond the arc. Supposed night. to be one of, uh, or his role, really. Sharpshooter. Yeah, Sean Harris-Smith, a couple threes as well. Yep. Who's not necessarily known as a shooter, but he had three out of four. Maryland as a team. 14 of 30 from beyond the arc, 46.7%. As we talked about in the first segment of the show, it's a team that shoots 22% on the year and doubled that and then some last night against Alcord State. Shot 77.5 from the line. Maryland also struggles there. 52, almost 53% from the floor. Maryland struggles there. Only eight turnovers. They turn the ball over a ton. So they got out a lot of frustrations last night. Six players. In double figures, led by Julian Reese, who had 15 points, five boards. Jameer Young, 13, as Maryland improves to 6-4 and four on the year. Undefeated at home, Maryland has won 17, uh, 17 straight games at the Xfinity Center. We'll talk more about that with Jeff Ehrman from Inside Maryland Sports coming up here in about an hour or so. NBA last night, it was the L.A. Clippers over Sacramento, 119-99 of local interest. Kevin Herter. Three points, four boards, three assists, and a steal. He has really struggled since he hurt his finger. He was on fire. Then he got hurt, and he's been cold ever since then. So Kevin Herter trying to get it together a little bit. Kawhi Leonard, by the way, 31-4-3 for L.A. Wizards tonight host New Orleans down at the Xfinity Center, which we'll get to in a second. Wiz, 3-19 on the year. I, I don't mean to laugh. Well, they're they're abysmal. They're three and nineteen. They're one and seven at home, and they're not even the worst team in basketball. That's Detroit. Spurs have lost seventeen straight. So there are a lot of really bad teams in the NBA. The difference is Maryland does, or Maryland Wizards don't have Victor Webanyama. Yeah, Spurs do. Question is, how long is Popovich going to wait that one out before he turns them around? But if you're looking to get off the Schneid offensively in the NBA. Play the Wizards, who give up an average of 126.3 per game, which is by far the worst in the NBA so play Detroit the next night. Yeah, here in 2023, heading into the 24th season. College basketball, Big Ten last night. It was Minnesota, 101-65 over IUPUI. 
as the Gophers pick up a non-conference win. Locally, St. Peter's beat UMBC 66-60. And then Georgetown on FS1 last night beat Coppin 71-54. So it's been a rough beginning there for the Coppin Eagles and Larry Stewart, the alum, former Bullet who is now the coach there replacing Juan Dixon. Ted Leonsis, we talked about this early, Monumental Sports, Grand Poobah there. Owner of the Caps and the, uh, and the Wizards, and it looks like an announcement's going to come out today that you know they've got an agreement in place where he's going to move them across the bridge mm-hmm. yeah. down to Virginia. And Alexander. Bob, wasn't he trying to buy the Nats too? Think so. I, I heard don't even know if they're scu- for sale. I they? heard some scuttle. Oh, the Nats are for sale. Still for sale. Oh, yeah. They're waiting on the Orioles to get their thing straightened out. Got the Masson deal. I heard some scuttlebutt. I don't know how reliable it is. He had checked in on Baltimore. The birds here. Oh, Ted did. Yeah. Again, I don't know how true that is, but, you know, everything's in the wind. But the bottom line is the 25-year-old MCI center. Now, the, then it was the Verizon Center. Mm, pretty now nice. Now it's Capital One Arena. D.C. was going to pony up 500 mil to improve the place. But I guess Leonis is like, nah, we're good. We're out of here. He got a lot more than that, I'm guessing, Bob. He, he's going to be able to fill his pockets a lot more. But how do you get out of D.C. proper, though? And then call yourself D.C. this and D.C. that. <clears throat> it's like the New Jersey Jets and Giants. Yeah. As no Cosell doubt. called them until the day he died. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you call them the Washington Commanders? And they're in Landover. Yeah. Now, Chuck did say that um, the place where Leonsis is moving is um, where um, Cook wanted to originally put the stadium that he put up in Landover. That's mm-hmm. where he wanted to. And then Dan, he said Dan looked at that spot, too, for a new stadium. So it must be a spot that is, you know, a, a good – and Ted, Ted's got it and – He's going to run with it and make a lot of money from it. Potomac Yard in Alexandria is where they're expected to go. But yeah, this big, fancy venue, which is uh, outside of Georgetown, and maybe a Big Ten tournament or whatever, ACC tournament, who knows, going to be uh, empty. Big East tournament, maybe. Uh, they can have it. Yeah. I mean, Bob, Rock concerts. Yeah, it's probably uh, Stone's Throw from Reagan, right? The airport. Which so, one? The Virginia the new one? one? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's. It's close. I, I asked Chuck. I said he said like he thought like a percentage of season ticket holders, like fifty percent of the Caps Wizard season ticket holders are from Virginia. Right. I'm just saying. No, I get the you. brand new venue basically right. is like going to be obsolete. And I agree with you, Bob. The parking is easy down there. Yeah, I mean it's a straight shot because I haven't been to a Caps game in forever. But I mean I go to two Wizards games a year, and it's from Baltimore to Bernie. I just get on, you know, 295 and hit the road, hit the road jack, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Chinatown. Right. The 40 pro- minutes if there's no traffic. Well, the only problem for me going there, Bob, is, is 495. Well, 495 sucks. Yes. Like extremely. It makes 695 look like a day at the beach and drive yes. it. It's 695. Almost custom. It's 80-1057 the fan. It is uh, the whip around this day in sports history. Today is December. The 13th. This day, we got 2022, a year ago today. Speaking of the Caps, Alexander Ovechkin, hat trick against Chicago, exceeded 800 goals for his career, mm-hmm. which placed him in heady company. Wayne Gretzky, Gordie Howe, and just a few days later, he would surpass Gordie Howe in the yeah. goal scoring. Uh, I can't remember one. the last time he scored a goal now. 
But it seemed like only yesterday. But point is, a year ago, he made oh, he was, history. Oh, Bob, he started out on fire. He was, he was killing it. All right. This day in Maryland history, 1984, Cole Fieldhouse. Terps beat UMES. By the way, this day, I got three games. Maryland feasting on local competition. UMES, you're first on the agenda. The 87-48, Adrian Branch, 16. Jeff Baxter, 14. Also, Speedy Jones pitching in 12. And then uh, Len Bias had 11 as Maryland on their way to the ACC title in the Sweet 16. Actually, yeah, yeah 84, Sweet 16. 84-85 season. 85, Coldfield House Towson. Sorry about this, Tigers. 91-58, Bias 26, Baxter 12. Tony Massenberg, friend of the show, at 14. 1997, Coldfield House UMBC. Sorry about this, boys. 104-66, Laurent Prophet, Sharunas, Jesse Kavishes. Each had 18 in the blowouts there. Heisman's handed out on this day. 1997, Charles Woodson. Okay. Beat out Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf for the award there. 1999, Ron Dane won it. Joe Hamilton, Georgia Tech, finished second. Quarterback. Really? Yeah. Huh. Ron but, Dane was an awesome college player. Yeah. And the a Super Bowl chunky. against the Ravens. Sit down. You ain't running. I don't even think he got on the field. Michael Vick finished third. And then we got 2003, Jason White, Oklahoma. Won it. Larry Fitzgerald finished second. Eli Manning finished third. And then 2010, Cam Newton. 2014, Marcus Mariota. 2015, Derrick Henry. All got their Heisman <coughs> trophies. This day in Ravens history, 2009, M&T Bank Stadium. Baltimore blows out Detroit, 48-3. Willis McGahee had two touchdowns. Derrick Mason caught a touchdown pass from Joe Flacco. Ravens just got medieval all over the Lions in that ballgame. Ray Rice had a 59-yard touchdown on his way to 166 for the day. And on this day, 2010, on national TV, Monday Night Football, Ravens at Houston taking on the Texans and a former Terp rising to the occasion. Baltimore will have four down linemen. Second down and 10, shot at his nine. He's under center and he pulls away. Dropping back, he's in the end zone, backpedaling and throwing. It's intercepted. It's going to be returned for a touchdown. Josh Wilson caught it at the 10. He races in for the touchdown, and Baltimore has won in overtime. That's Kevin Harlan on the call, 34-28. Josh Wilson, whose dad was a legacy at Maryland, 10, played with the Oilers. Earl Campbell, Bum Phillips. Mm -hmm. Josh Wilson picks six and OT, gets the win. And I asked Nolan the question before the show. David Reed, 103-yard kickoff return for a touchdown for Baltimore that day, and I had forgotten all about this dude. Till I Google I, I think most listeners out there would have forgotten as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on that day, 103-yard touchdown as the Ravens win 34-28. Ravens win this past Sunday, beating the uh, Rams. Speaking of overtime, L.A. punt return for a touchdown. Tylen Wallace will come back. Vinny's film breakdown of the Ravens offense in the victory over L.A. Win number 10 of the year. If you want to get in, you can at Fortet. 583-1057. Funhouse coming up with Nolan McGraw. News from the Nest at noon. Buy or sell 1215. And we'll talk Terps with Jeff Berman inside Maryland Sports. We got the portal doing some damage to Maryland football and basketball getting a win. Was this the bust-out game for this Maryland There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 
on offense. Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan, here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Pick a song, we'll play it. Favorite female artist or band, you know the drill. We'll get into all the particulars here in a couple of minutes. Got a fun house trip, Nolan, coming up here in a matter of minutes. But let's look back. Ravens win against L.A., Exciting win, arguably the most exciting win of the season in overtime against the Rams. Ravens did some good things offensively, we think. Let's get a little more in-depth film study. All right, let's start with the tight ends. Let me just start with Charlie Kohler because Bobby is getting better as a blocker. You know, he's coming off lower and he's be able to sustain a little bit better his technique. So it's, he's, he's improved a ton. So congrats to the tight end coach and the Charlie Kohler you know, for working because he doesn't get any targets really as a receiver, but he he's out there quite a bit doing the blocking stuff, and and he has gotten better. He's gotten better, better base, better balance. So you know, congratulations to him, and you know, keep keep moving forward on that. Likely, I think likely he's only going to get better, Bob, just because he's going to be so confident. His confidence, I think, now getting that long touchdown and stuff. I think that. Uh, He'll fit. How right did he in. get so wide open on his touchdown? There was, he was motioning from right to left. There was two receivers on the left. They both ran post routes, and everybody went. All three guys go with them. He motions across and just runs a wheel right up the sideline, and nobody went went with him. Everybody ran with the post. I don't know. They didn't see him. What? He's out there waving. Hello. And Lamar saw him, so it was, it was, it was, it was good. It was good. So, and then uh, the O line. I I thought as a whole watching it, because I, I thought early before I watched the All Twenty Two, I said you know Donald got in there quite a bit, so there was some leakage and stuff. Then when I watched you know the All Twenty Two and the tight copy and stuff, I thought they played pretty good. I mean he had a lot of time to throw, a lot of time. Sometimes though they were just rushing three which that's where Lamar has struggled in the past and the receivers have struggled in the past, especially like in a second. Bob, I think the receivers get tired, you know, because you're running scramble drill and you're back there five seconds and you're running all over the place. But back to the old, I thought Stanley played best game that he's played, but we'll see. He wasn't challenged much in that one. And what was the, I guess he had a hip issue, which led to the rotating tackle play. I mean, it's Fa'alele instill more confidence than you had maybe in him before? Uh, to me, Falalele looks the same to me. I mean, he he whiffed like early on, he totally whiffed because he doesn't, he's not patient. He wants to lunge. And against a good rusher, you lunge, man. He's he's wheeling right around you. But, he, Bob, I mean, he's a big long man. And that and that's what he is, and and he's got a big body. It's hard to get around. I wish he was nastier, but that's probably why he's like that. Uh, that's why he's an O lineman, not a D lineman. Um, but he was okay. He got better as the game went on. I think he got more comfortable with the speed and stuff. So we'll see if he gets any more, any more rum. Now uh, Simpson on the left guard. I a couple times, you know. I mean, with Donald, I mean, you got to put two. You got to put four hands on him because. Um, 
he's unblockable most times one-on-one. But I thought, you know, he, he did a d- decent job in there. Linderbaum, other than the, I don't know why he snapped it, but otherwise he did a, you know, decent job in there too. And Zeitler, he's, he, they hung in there. Moses, they hung in there. They gave him a lot of time, a lot of time to throw. So it was, it was good. It was a good group for the old line. Um, the receivers, I thought they ran good routes. Uh, you know, let's go back and talk about Bateman. Bateman's outcut and the other uh, pass that he caught in the two-minute. He did. He ran nice routes. Just doesn't get a lot of opportunity. They, he and Lamar cannot connect on the deep ball. For some reason, I mean, they, have, they haven't connected the whole season on a deep ball, and they're not even close. Or it's underthrown type thing. Odell, I, I thought, uh, I thought Odell was awesome. You know, just. I think he's like a super, super smart, aware receiver. Because, like I said, Bob, on both the ones, because their their coverage, they were they were attacking the slant routes, attacking them. And then Lamar, Odell was just adjusting. And, and I'm not so sure that first one that he caught, he didn't make an adjustment there because he can't kind of run in on the slant, and they were kind of jumping it, and then he worked back into that hole. So I'm not so sure on that, but I, he he made some really nice catches. Thought his route running's good. Just keep him healthy, because I, I think the way he's playing, what 97 yards, and I mean, as you would say, Bob, he was Paul Blair. I mean, that was he was tracking him, baby. That was that was that was pretty. That was real. I don't know that any other receiver on their team could do that. I'm not so sure. And Tyreek Hill did it against the Redskins two weeks ago. Same type of thing. And those are that's those are the elite guys. They can do that kind of stuff. And and as a quarterback, if you throw it up, even if it's a bad throw, they can make you look good. Like Hill made made uh, Tua look good on that one, and same did Odell. But I thought um, I thought Odell played another good game. And, and I think they use him right because he's not out there all the time. That's why Aguilar gets so much run. And Aguilar made. Bob, he didn't drop a ball. He was good on the crossing routes and stuff. So he's adding something to the equation. And Zay Flowers, other than the two drops, played good, made big plays at big times. So And then, you know, Tylen Wallace made the biggest play of the game, running it back. Yep. So I'll bet you he gets a little more run as a wide receiver if they need another wide receiver because he's, he's up. He's the punt returner from now on. Now, uh, Lamar, I thought Lamar was awesome. And the reason I say that, did he miss some throws? Did he throw some throws behind people? Yes. Um, Was the interception a bad throw? Yes. Um, Did he stare down Odell on the one when it could have been an interception? Yes. But the end of the half and the two-minute drill, it takes him down for points. End of the game, you're down. He takes you down and gets you ahead. He's a winner. Bottom line, he's a winner. And his stats weren't bad. You know, they're not like uh, 400 yards. I mean, he had close to 400 total yards. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I thought he was – he gave a winning performance and he gave an MVP-type performance. And he's kind of taken charge of the game. And the thing you like about him in the pocket, he's calm, cool, collective. And he'll buy time, buy time. This was 2019. Boom, he'd been off and running a bunch of those times. So, I, he's he's developing as a, as a quarterback. And I think he likes the offense. That's what I think. I think he feels, I, I think he feels like it's his offense, and he's taking control of it. And that drive that led to the go-ahead touchdown yeah. was a thing of beauty. 
his yes, performance. In that and, and, and Bob, and he knows, just watching him play, he knows which games and if it's that time that – that diving into the ground? No, I got to get every yard I can get. Fifty eight, eighty one, oh five, seven. The pay coming around twelve forty five. We'll talk about the defense after Lamar threw the touchdown and converted two with flowers. Rams marched right down the field, kicked a game time field goal. What the hell was happening there? We'll get into all of that and more. We'll come back. Trip through the Pine House, Nolan McGraw. News from the nest at noon by ourselves. Let's count that midweek money. Hopefully. And then Jeff Berman inside MarylandSports.com. Talk about Maryland's win last night. Ten games into the season for Kevin Willard's crew. The major problems, I think, are obvious, but are they fixable? Work, work sucks. They don't. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Pick a song, we'll play it. Favorite female artist to ban you, know the drill. Quartet 583-1057. News from the Nets coming off top of the hour. We're going to hear from Doug Peterson, head coach of the Jacksonville team, ahead of this matchup against the Ravens. Jacksonville's lost two in a row, three of five. They're not very good at home. Baltimore, however, has not fared well historically there and lost last season, as a matter of fact, to the Jags. We'll get into all of that. We'll count to midweek money, hopefully at 12-15 with buy or sell. And then Jeff Ehrman inside MarylandSports.com. Maryland uh, basketball with him. Ten games into the season, we'll grade them ahead of conference play, which is coming up here shortly. Terps do have two conference games in. Blown out at Indiana. Won in overtime at home against Penn State. But let's bring in Nolan McGraw. Quick draw. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. I do want to go back to the Terps real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Because, all right, be honest here. These are the teams you're supposed to beat up on, right? Alcorn State, Nichols State next Tuesday. Right. These are like... Teams that I think Shippensburg, my alma mater, could probably beat up on. No offense These to them. These are ones them. that everybody on the bench should be playing. Yes. They get did the, uh, last yeah, night. Well, last yeah. night, they were a little, uh, the towel waivers get their action. But yep. it's encouraging. These are, you drop 100 on any team, you should feel good about yourself. There's no fluke in that. And you need some momentum here because you get a little, all right, a couple non-conference, UCLA. That's technically non-conference, but they'll be in the Big Ten next year. Right. So, I mean, look, they, they beat Penn State, but I'm still not super confident in them. The, I didn't expect them to be in this position this year where you're just crossing your fingers, hoping, oh, my God, they get some resume wins. But good news is when you play in the Big Ten – you got plenty of opportunities for resume wins. Yeah, no doubt. And there's plenty of basketball left to be played. We're not even at the midway point of December yet, so maybe they'll be late starters here in 2024 as opposed to fast starters last year. Still made it to the tournament, by the way, let's not forget, and made it to the second round. But expectations were a lot higher than we have seen because they haven't really competed in these so-called marquee games. Villanova, they didn't even belong on the same floor as them. Indiana trounced them early. I mean, they lost to Davidson uh, down in North Carolina tournament. They were supposed to win. The Clemson actually wound up winning. Clemson's done what Maryland was probably expected to do by a lot of people, but we'll see. But they seem to play watching the game looser, freer, and it's easier to do it when you're expected to win. Can they just play relaxed in a setting in which they're going to be underdogs and the going to be 18,000 people going crazy cheering against them right when they're on the road yeah those are the, the go back to 2019 the last great 
Terps basketball team that didn't get a chance to play in the tournament, 1920 I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. because of COVID, they were road warriors. I mean, they won some really – they went to Michigan State one at Illinois. Indiana. Biggest game at Illinois in years, won that game. Wasn't Morcell hitting a big shot there? I know in Michigan State, that was an overtime thriller, if memory serves. Cowan scored like the last 10 points or something. So, you know, you need guys that are going to step up on the road. You keep talking about these upperclassmen. Dante Scott, I know you're not high on yeah, him. Yeah, but, but let's not forget either. You know. 2020 Maryland had mm-hmm. two NBA players on that team in Wiggins and Jalen Smith. Too. Sure, sure. So we'll see. But a lot of work to be done. But it was encouraging to see them shoot more than 20% from beyond the arc. Now, will they shoot 46 for the year? No. Then they'd be Steph Curry doing all sorts of crazy things. But we'll talk about that with Jeff Ehrman. Bottom of the hour. We got time to go to your funhouse, Nolan? Let's do it. Let's do it. Quick draws, funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. First one here, Texter says, is it just me or did Duvernay look like he lost his edge even prior to the injury? Uh, Seemed to only recall one or two punt returns from him this year that made a difference. Otherwise, just seems like he's back there for the fair catch. I don't, I I didn't think he did much last year. You know, his Pro Bowl year, he he had some nice returns. But for the last two years, I I thought Justice, remember, because he got hurt last year early on the Justice Hill Filled in for him and did a hell of a job. Yeah, he provided some action. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, Duvernay will not wear a Ravens uniform again. Is my uh, is what I'm guessing. And never found a role in the passing game. Not a good route runner. Another one here from Tony and Perry Hall says, if Odell wasn't so wide open, Lamar wouldn't have completed that touchdown pass or the other wide open catch he had on the sideline. Lamar can't throw the deep ball still. Both catches were lobbed in there. Uh, no touch, no uh, specific accuracy. Well, the, the thing about it is, is they were, even you heard Odell say he ran the wrong route. So, um, runs the wrong route, but he's taking advantage of the, the overplay by the safety. So he makes the adjustment, and then Lamar sees it, I'm guessing late, and then did what he did, did whatever. When a guy's running wide open, just don't overthrow him. And that's what he did. I, I don't have a, a problem with it. It, w- it was a touchdown. He had some other deep throws. That the the one two uh, likely was was a nice throw. Um, so he's getting better at it. Let's just say he's getting better at it. Uh, and one last one here from Randy, who says if Tyreek Hill ends up breaking the all time receiving record. I don't know how you can say he's not the league MVP. I know there's a lot of contenders this year, but uh, Randy here says diehard Ravens fan, but Tyreek Hill deserves it if he breaks the record. Yeah, I don't I don't even know if he's going to play this week. And um, if, if he breaks the record, and what's what's got to be involved with that, my opinion is, is they got to win some of those games down the stretch. You know, can can he have a big game against the Cowboys, Ravens, or Bills? 
That's going to be the key thing. Have big games there to set your record because they'll all be national TV type games. It's video at Haney, 1057 The Pen. When we come back, news from the NAS. <laughs> Ravens are announced today that wildcard tickets are on sale, believe it or not. I'm sure the sites are set up much higher than having wildcard tickets on sale, but we'll get into that. Going to hear from Doug Peterson by herself, 12-15. Talk about Maryland basketball, Jeff Ehrman. Ten games into the season, let's judge them. I'm sure it's going to be a harsh judgment, rightfully so, but where's the reason for optimism and Maryland football? i got a bowl game coming up in a couple of weeks, but the portal been doing some damage early on here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.